Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the MetaPortal podcast. It's going to be our last one of this year. Um, it's, as always, uh, hosted by me, Dark Forest Capital, and my good friend AG. We're going to take a little look back at what's happened in 2021, pick out maybe some highlights uh, from the year, and then we're going to look forward towards 2022 and, and see what we're looking forward to most in the next year. But before we get into all of that, AG, as ever, I'm going to ask you, how is life treating you? Yeah, I think... Uh... Things are good. Really looking forward to taking some time off and, uh, you know, the holidays, just relaxing, staying away from Twitter and Discord and CoinGecko and all of the crypto-related stuff. I hope I can finally get through some of the books I've been stockpiling. I think you have a similar problem. But, yeah, it's been absolutely insane years, so um, just will be great to... Take a bit of a time off and and uh, detox and 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 relax before uh, we get into 2022. How about you, Dark Forest? What's um, how you doing? And uh, what's what's been going on with you? Yeah, a little bit under the weather this weekend. Finally, after two years of isolating at home, uh, I've managed to catch something. I don't think it's uh, coronavirus, so luckily. But um, yeah, slept a lot this weekend. Considered my life choices. And uh, like you, I'm looking forward to a bit of a break over the Christmas period, really, to try and recoup, figure out what we're doing with MetaPortal, what I'm doing personally. Um, and yeah, just, you know, go and see family and friends, chill out a little bit. I think your advice to stay off Twitter is, uh, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, probably try and limit my use of social media for a little bit and, and just generally have a break, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good year. Like I was saying to you the other day, I think it's um, it feels so far away now to think that I used to be an automotive engineer. Like it feels like a completely a past life for me. Uh, and being as crypto is is fairly different. Like you still have the the same sort of problem solving approaches to stuff, but it's a different industry. You know, it's it's financial industry. It's I don't know what else you'd call it, but there's a lot of stuff going on in crypto that doesn't happen in in the slow-moving British automotive industry. So, yeah, when I introduce myself to people now, it feels like a, a long, long time ago that I was I was employed in a real job. So, um, grateful for everything that's happened, but uh, it's been a whirlwind of of a couple of years, really. Yeah, I I remember around this time last year, I was uh, sitting and, and reading. Masari's sort of annual report and I, I remember like exactly where I was exactly how, how everything was in my life and and it's just to think about like it was just a year ago is is absolutely insane I'd say that like for me you know it's been just over a year right since I quit my uh, my job in TradFi it's like 15, 16 months. And uh, I don't even remember TradFi. You know, it's just like I was always looking to get out of TradFi, like for most of my career. And now that I have, like, I I even, I just forget that that part of my life existed almost, you know? So it's like, it doesn't feel that it's so far away. It just feels like it never existed, which is it's a bit different. Yeah, I mean, that's probably for the best, given what I've heard from uh, Goldman Sachs and what they're like as an employer. Maybe best to forget about some of the 
some of the stuff he had to do in the bar. So tell me then, like this year, what, what have been the highlights for you in the crypto space? Like what have you enjoyed most about all of the things that we've been involved with? So I think there's a, there are two different things there, right, in terms of like highlights um, from our perspective in terms of what we did and then also highlights from the, the space as a whole. I think like from what we did, like the most of the things around MetaPortal have been super exciting. I think the launch of Metaverse Index and, and I just thinking back to it, how naive we were in, in, in a lot of uh, in, in a lot of aspects. So I think that was um, that was a highlight and, and especially um, looking looking back from today, how that product has grown to I think just over seventy million in assets under management at at peak. That's that's really fascinating. Um, I think it was uh, it's pretty cool when like we got sort of hired full time by the co op. I think it was you know fairly early in the year and uh, it was the very beginning of DAOs starting to hire full time. So I think that was that was really interesting to to see an experience from inside how kind of that that process worked. I would say that like for the market as a whole, kind of like two main, well maybe three main highlights for me. Like the Axie is one I think for a lot of people in the space. It, it would be just the explosion of of that of that game and and its user base has been fascinating to to see i think more recently right like facebook changing its name to meta and all the hype that sort of brought into the metaverse space i think that will be looked at as sort of potentially one of the defining moments um and then not like a specific moment in time but this like thinking back through through the year right we've had many like price rallies and many corrections and we had massive correction in may june i think we are uh, down maybe 20 25 percent now i've had a couple of 30 percent corrections and every time a correction happens it's that you know there's this moment of oh shit like is this is this it and then every time you're like try to think about it and, and you come to this conclusion of, of no, I don't see that that being it, and it's like that roller coaster, right? Like if you look back at the year, it, it seems like oh yeah, like the prices have gone up and it's fine, but if you look at like individually, months by months by months, it's this roller coaster of price action, and so I think like the the lesson there is to just ignore uh, short term price movements, right? Even though it's challenging, but it's it, it it helps to zoom out sometimes. I think our little therapy sessions that we have uh, quite often are really helpful for that. So you and I jump on a call or <clears throat> you know send something in the Discord and say, "What do you think is happening? What do you think about this?" And then we'll you know we'll talk it out basically and, and come to the conclusion that yeah, this sucks. 30, 40% down, whatever, but um, fundamentally nothing's changed. I think that really helps, like having other people in the space that 
you build conviction alongside you share knowledge you share ideas you share um thesis i think i think that's really valuable um in terms of the past year i for me there is actually quite a bit of overlap between what we've done and like some of the more exciting stuff that's actually been taking place obviously we've been at the center of this maelstrom that is the metaverse um and a lot has happened since the end of october it feels like a good portion of the year has actually taken place or within the last two months because of facebook's announcement and the you know the corresponding the hype that came with it obviously the launch is a, a highlight uh, naivety is a good word to use there if we look back even further to my post on the forum in october to sort of float the idea like i I knew that I had no real idea what I was doing, but I was super, super excited about it. And going back to it now, like it's one of those things where if you don't make the leap and you know push yourself out of your comfort zone and get things wrong, you're you're not going to improve anyway. So it's it's been uh, sort of humbling to to consistently like learn, but at the same time, like the space moves so quickly that even somebody like me can can end up being someone who knows you know a little bit about what they're talking about i like to think anyway um in a very short amount of time so i'm glad for everything that's happened with the metaverse index it's been yeah a su- supreme learning curve uh, but it's that's got to be one of the highlights and then from that like just the projects that are launching that i've been involved with obviously aletheia we're we're actually invested in now so i don't want to shill that too much i think everybody uh, knows how bullish we are on on that project but it's just mind-blowing to see the ideas that are that are floating around and, and that have been combined together there um, to use nfts in a totally different way to make the the metaverse intelligent and then another project that i've actually started to really enjoy being part of is called uh, crypto manga and it's an nft pfp I've got you to thank for me getting into NFT PFPs because I sat on the sidelines for so long and finally bought some stuff. And and these guys are doing some really interesting things where you can actually train your NFTs so that you can like build uh, experience points through like combat. And what you, what you do is basically you comment on Twitter and they have this bot that picks up your comment and then like randomly uh, assigns you a score. And then what they're going to have in the future is you're going to be able to battle your NFTs uh, and the outcome will be based on this score that you've built up. So being part of the metaverse, like it's massive, it's sprawling, it's fast moving, but there's all of this cool stuff going on. And for the first time since I've been in crypto, like I've actually felt like I'm on the sort of leading edge of it. Obviously, we can't keep up with everything that's going on. But if I think back to when I first got into the space, I remember reading about the DeFi portfolio like a barbell portfolio strategy from uh, bankless and it took me months and months and months to like understand what Aave was and why it was built on ethereum and what ethereum was and all of that like run up through DeFi was was me behind the curve like i just couldn't ever catch up and at least with the metaverse like i feel that we've had more of a chance to to get ahead of some of this stuff so when you talk about axie like we were really in the thick of it at that point um, you, you especially, you know, started playing and understanding it inside out and to be there when like the market sells off and you realize that the market is mispricing something 
like again that's just a totally it was a totally eye-opening opportunity the first time I'd been in that kind of position and to see that this stuff was really like coming into its own and and people just didn't understand it at that point like that's been an eye-opener for me uh, something that I'm very glad for this year uh, and just being part of and understanding that that movement generally because I think when people say we're early when you see this sort of stuff where you know people in the Philippines are, are leaving their jobs to go and play a game and own their assets and be able to offboard their money into the real world and pay their rent with it like this stuff is super super powerful and and so much more than the stuff that was around in 2017 so I realize that that's a lot of waffle but a lot of stuff has happened in in one year and um yeah hopefully that summarizes just some of my highlights yeah you know apparently you can uh you can now spend SLP in Philippines in, in, in a lot of ways. I think you can pay for taxi, pay for a flight, pay for other things. So, and yeah, I was going to ask you about that, uh, that manga bot, cause I see you commenting all the time and I'm like, you're not really, a an active person on Twitter in terms of commenting and, and posting much. So I, I've been meaning to ask you what, what's gotten, into you, um, I think that uh, on sort of the the PFPs, um, um, it's just interesting. Well, uh, uh, it's interesting for me, realization that that I've been slowly sort of arriving at is, you know, PFPs and 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 NFTs more more broadly. I think the main point of them is the community, right? Like they're supposed to be this opportunity to build sort of a great community of people, and and that doesn't really feel that way if you go and buy twenty, thirty, forty NFTs, right? Like you cannot realistically follow or be engaged in all of those communities, especially if you have other things that that you're working on. So then it almost like it almost feels not authentic to hold those nfts right because like you get hit was a bunch of messages a bunch of like everyone tags in in discord and you're like i do not care right and if if that's how you feel about a particular nft then you probably shouldn't hold it because then it's just speculation so i do hope that we are perhaps maybe getting to this moment where People start to realize that, and, and there's like maybe less speculation and more community-focused holding, where it's like, okay, I really like these two communities, and I'm going to hold NFTs from from them, right? So to that extent, like I I started selling some of my NFTs because I just like I want to leave the Discord servers, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel authentic to just hold those NFTs as speculative without participating in, in community it just doesn't feel right to me. So I do hope that we as a, as a space perhaps are moving in, in that direction a bit more. Yeah. I think the fatigue is real. Um, I left some discords, but didn't sell the NFTs. Uh, so that's probably not a very logical approach, but um, I think most of the stuff I hold uh, we've discussed this at length, but if I like the art, then to me, it's like I'll pay 
whatever I think is reasonable to get in and then don't really think about what the exit looks like. Um, so most of the stuff I hold is I'm holding because I like it, like the look of it, or I think that something interesting is going to come along, which is why Crypto Manga has been um, yeah, quite an exciting project to be a part of. I think that when I joined, I didn't know what, about all the stuff that they're going to be rolling out. Um, and they weren't really communicating it. I'm not sure if even the, the you know the, the core team knew what they were going to be doing with it. I think they had a vague idea. Uh, but they, it's been an, a good case study because they've done things the other way round, where they've sort of like under promised and then over delivered. So they started off with the, the PFP mint, and then talked about this um, like battle basically that's going to the dark battle that's going to take place and then they rolled out the uh, the bot that you interact with to upskill your nfts and now there's a token associated with it as well that's going to allow you to buy items i think it's uh like it, the token only stays within the, the economy i don't think it's like a it's going to be a liquid token but they always end up with a uniswap pool anyway i guess so we'll have to see on that one but it allows for governance as well so they they've kind of like stealthed their way through it all and now it's really picking up pace which is great because a lot of the other stuff that we saw towards the tail end of the the year was cookie cutter like roadmap and 10k mint and then a little bit of speculation around the launch those that got in early probably sell out and make a little bit and then everybody else just bag holds to oblivion so to see a team that like have a plan now and are, and are executing on it and delivering on it I, I think that's a yeah for anyone that's interested in a decent case study around it watching the community emerge and, and form around this is is going to be pretty cool um i haven't seen anybody else using this uh, like twitter bot engagement to to actually do to link it to your nft and and change the stats and the characteristics of it which again is like a really unique thing to see so um I recommend checking it out. Our good friend Nakamomo, our, our resident audio engineer, he's into it as well. Uh, and I've seen a few people, I think Jiho holds some as well. Um, and maybe Bored Elon? Nakamomo was sending me all the stats from Nansen. There's some interesting uh, some interesting wallets that have started to pick them up. So, um, yeah, that's coming into its stride now. And uh, we'll see how it goes into next year. Like, like you said, I think some of these projects are going to really face a test now and see what comes out the other side the same thing must have happened with DeFi between like 2018 and 2020 which is why those who stuck with synthetics you know reap the rewards there will be communities that band together and come out come out swinging basically um that that deliver on you know unique innovative things uh, and those are the ones to watch out for i'm no expert on, on picking this stuff like i said i got dragged in off the sidelines by yourself and um just yeah just randomly like whack-a-mold my way into it through open sea so yeah we'll see what happens i'm, I'm not not expecting to be a millionaire off my nfts that's for sure yeah yeah that makes sense i think a lot of well not a lot but like a decent chunk of nft projects end up going with a play to earn game and whether or not it's sort of the initial vision i think that's sort of the next often the next step and, and it kind of makes sense right it's a, it's a different way of launching a, a play to earn game where you sort of sell 
NFTs sell the character first and then start to build things out. Um, and, and quite often, I think that the main difference is because you can look at Star Atlas, right? And, and they've, they've been selling NFTs and, and the game is not there yet. But the difference is that I think like they have a vision for for this game, right? And they, they've built that out um, in terms of the, the white paper and, and this vision for their universe and how it's all going to work. And then they start selling NFTs as, as a way to start generating hype, right? But what we've seen with a lot of NFT first projects is that that vision for the play to earn economy for, for the play to earn ecosystem is not finalized. Like it's not there yet. It, it's maybe an idea, but it's nowhere near final. And then they end up selling NFTs and then using those funds to potentially build out the game. Right. But there's two very different approaches and, and from like the investor's perspective, right? Like if you used to, investing at like the you know pre-sale or or whatever uh or public sale of a token and, and you used to seeing the white paper and seeing way more clarity around the roadmap and 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 what's going to happen and now you have to switch to like going through 100 different pfps and trying to understand which one plans on building a game and which team has the capability to do so without any white papers or without anything just through discourse it's yeah it's a it's a very different um investment approach i guess uh, i think we're going to have some interesting games coming out of that uh which will be exciting to see yeah speaking of which then i think we should uh take a look ahead to next year and talk a bit about what we're looking forward to because i know for me one of the things on my calendar on my radar is the final eventual launch of Illuvium. Like, I cannot wait to play that game just because, like, I'm not a massive auto battler fan. Uh, I was a big Pokemon player back in the day, um, but the graphics just look sweet. The guys have put so much effort into it, the team have. It's been teased for so long now, and it combines NFTs, crypto, um, DAOs, like everything all into one so i bought myself a proper pc this year pc master race finally uh, after being a console gamer my whole life specifically for alluvium ready for that q4 launch which hasn't happened so um yeah i i cannot wait to to play the game to collect some alluvials and w just to watch that thing flourish like the we wrote about it earlier in the year there's so many different player types that can emerge around like play to earn the play to earn dynamics that are going to exist in the game uh there's something to suit everybody so whereas in axie you're just you know you have to be a decent strategist and that's pretty much it it's like with alluvium you can be a collector you can be a battler you can be a gambler you can be a landowner there's loads of different options um so yeah definitely definitely the big one for me and actually looking back on this year that one of the biggest reveals that they had i think was that uh, their their tame uh, graphic designer was called von Neumann is actually another Warwick brother. So I don't know if you saw that, but you've got obviously Kane at Synthetics, Kieran at Illuvium, 
and um, we knew about Aaron, and then it turns out there's another one called Grant who was doing all the the game design, like the actual uh, like modeling uh, of the characters. So um, yeah, one that I'm very excited for, and uh, I kind of missed the Axie thing. I had a quick go at it. I wasn't that great at it, but I'm I'm very much ready for Alluvium next year. Yeah, yeah, I I share your enthusiasm for for Alluvium. I think that I'm even though we know that there's going to be a lot of games coming out in 2022, I'm less excited about that. Like I'm excited to see what happens. Let's just put it this way because I'm sure there's going to be some good games. I'm sure there's going to be some shit ones. I'm sure there's going to be some blowouts. So I'm excited to see how it develops, but I think it's going to be, you know, some good things and, and some bad things. One thing that I'm, I'm hoping for, or one thing that I hope we might be able to to contribute to is this conversation about, openness and interoperability in in the metaverse um i think that's that's crucial right i think things are starting to pick up like the the narrative of the metaverse and and this vision that we are going to become more and more immersed in in the digital and part of the reason i think we all sort of escaped into the digital or into crypto is because we sort of hated the centralization, hated the the controls within the existing system. And so if we just replicate that in the metaverse with, you know, big platforms and, and big companies controlling everything and uh, rent seeking and taking cuts and, and just, I think that that's going to be a, a big failure for the space. So I, I'm excited to see what, like what initiatives or yeah, yeah, what what comes out to sort of make sure that metaverse is built on on sort of open standards. Um, so that's that's a big one for me, and then obviously excited to see ETH at at 10k, which uh, I still believe will happen. Yeah, I think Sassel has a set on token sets that uh, dumps ETH for USDC at that point. Um, so that might be a big market sell that that gets us back down to 9k but uh i think we'll be straight back above 10k again anyway yeah i what do you think of like vr for next year because this is something that's been a long time coming right every year oh it's you know it's the year of vr i remember it even back in like the early 2010s 11s 12s it sort of comes in and out in terms of like the hype cycle for it but there was that tweet the other day where Oculus has sold like 8.1 million um, units of, of headsets this year, whereas Xbox has only sold eight eight million units of the new Xbox. So, actually, in terms of the numbers, it's finally starting to arrive. It seems, and then you add in all the things that we've seen this year, like you say, everybody escaping uh, the real world or even being forced into the the digital environment for their business meetings and for socializing and what have you like maybe we're finally at the point where these things are easy enough to wear Mm, they still seem to make people sick so i don't know how we're going to get over that Um, but the, the quality is high enough that it's immersive and 
there is now that nudge to actually invest in this stuff because you're going to be spending a lot of time staring at screens so why not strap them to your face so that's something i'm looking at next year is like does that really start to hit its stride and if we look at this is probably like a filter bubble but if i look at my twitter feed the amount of people that have like uh, non-real world profile pictures like avatar profile pictures is just insane like it's absolutely ballooned the latter half of this year so people who say to me like i had somebody say to me the other day oh well i'm not going to be in the metaverse and i said well what's your profile picture on whatsapp he was like oh it's a you know this cartoon i was like right so you're already you're already there you just don't realize it like having a, a digital like a second identity in the digital world that is different to the one that you have in the real world like you're already taking steps into the metaverse and people don't even realize it. So I think it's inevitable. Um, I'm really interested to see this intersection next year. I've definitely got to get a headset myself uh, so that I don't just talk the talk, but actually try all this stuff out. Um, maybe Alluvium VR, Kieran, if you're listening. I don't know if you want to add that to the list of things that you're going to deliver. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's something to watch out for next year. I don't know what you reckon. I, I think that... VR headsets still need to improve in terms of sort of the comfort of wearing one. So I, I have an Oculus, right? I'm one of those 8 million or whatever people that bought advice this year. And it's, it's great. Like when, when you use it, like the emotion, uh, the, the immersion, the, the graphics, like it's, it's awesome. I think that, the the two things that I think are extremely important. One is uh, what I said, like the it's still bulky, it's still heavy, it still sits in a in not not a great, not a very comfortable way. Like so, I think that that needs to be fixed before we see like a massive massive adoption. And and the second one is content, right? Like there just needs to be more content, and and it's. It's like this um, this concept of you know for for platforms you need to have a lot of users to attract developers and you need to have a lot of developers to attract users. It's like chicken and egg. So I think I, I still think that we, we need a bit of a bit of time. Maybe it's an extra year or two in terms of just for devices to get better and and just less cumbersome and and just more convenient to to use and then more devices meaning more developers meaning more content um that makes it like even more exciting to jump in so i think yeah like those two things we we still need to solve or or improve on so i do think that you're going to see continuous growth especially with with covid continued lockdowns, continued measures, continued issues with travel. People are going to keep looking for an outlet. Um, but in terms of like, I think something really blowing up and like taking off, I think we need another year or two for VR and and perhaps uh, AR. Like we'll see, right? If Apple releases their their glasses, I, I, maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's a catalyst, right? Maybe that's an event that brings in millions of people into into VR AR. Yeah, I thought I saw some rumored specs the other day 
that uh, not specs as in spectacles, but specs as in specification about the Apple headset that said uh, it would be dual 8K screens, which if we think back to Matthew Ball's Metaverse Primer, that was one of the figures that he said we needed to reach in order for the, the quality to be like fully immersive. And you know what Apple's like with their product design. it's It tends to be like a hit. So I can't imagine that they will design something that's uncomfortable. And yeah, maybe that's, like say, maybe that's the catalyst. If it's something that looks good, you don't look like a twat wearing it, um, feels, you know, you're able to wear it for long enough that you can sit there and do a day's work, maybe even. And then you add in the immersion, like that that level of tech. Obviously, it's going to be expensive because it's Apple. Um, it will be high-end, but that's what pushes everybody along, isn't it? Like Apple coming in, it's going to challenge uh, certainly Meta with, with their new product. And then everybody's racing towards it. And then, you know, we reach that dystopian vision of all being Mark's, Mark Zuckerberg's slaves. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's that's uh, internet complete at that point. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, I have only tried it, uh, a VR headset, like in in a friend's front room and while it's enjoyable as like a, a party device i'm kind of with you on the fact that like there still needs to be uh, improvements across the board before it's something that's like ubiquitous and you don't even think about you know you just sit down at your computer and you you pull the headset over your your eyes and in, in you go i think we're we're still a fair way from that um but no doubt the the economic incentives are are there so the biggest corporations in the world are going to be racing each other to to be the one that takes the market share of, of all of that. Yeah, I, I still have you know a bit of a problem with it it being Apple and and Facebook. Um, obviously, the, uh, the developer ecosystem is going to be closed. Apple and Facebook are going to control the data. You know, it's the same. It's extension of Web two. So um, not not quite happy about that. But yeah, let's see if there is. You know, there's going to be other alternatives, um, open source and whatnot. Cool, cool. So it sounds like the summary is, let's take a break over Christmas, give everybody some time off to reset. And then for next year, it's very much like wait and see, but make sure you're in the middle of it because you basically don't want to miss what's happening right now. And nothing shows any signs of slowing down. Like whether... The prices come down like it's almost irrelevant at this point. If if you're in the space, you know what the future could potentially hold, like whether it's crypto, whether it's the apps being built on top of it, and then thanks to the work that we've been doing, like trying to simplify Matthew Ball's stuff, whether it's all of the hardware, the networking, the infrastructure, like all of this stuff is being worked on, and there's just no stopping it now. So one way or another. We're going to see some massive changes to how humans interact on a global scale, I think. Um, I think, obviously, on this podcast, we both like to think that it will be underpinned by blockchain and uh, like self-sovereign ownership of your, your assets and the ability to do what you want with your money. And uh, without touching on all of the political aspects of it, I think that that's the dream. But let's wait and see. 2022 shaping up to be a big year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think in terms of prices, right, I think the, the dynamic is quite interesting. You have sort of the another wave of COVID. You have, 
inflation that's leading to tighter monetary policies. You have elections in the U.S., the, the midterms in, in the fall of, of 2022. So, you know, all of that at the macro level is, is influencing uh, crypto prices as well. So I think in terms of what's happening now is a prices, I think a lot of it is, is macro, non-crypto related. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things play out in in the first uh, in the first half of 2022. Um, I think there are different paths that the market can take. And yeah, funny enough, I think a decent chunk of that depends on monetary policy and and what we see in in so-called um, real world. But on the metaverse side, I think that is. Um, that is, you know, as was asked to stay and the gaming side of it, the virtual worlds, that's just going to continue to to grow. And on that note, then, I'd like to thank everyone that's been with us on the journey this year. Uh, anyone that's tuned into the podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Do take a break over Christmas. Um, God knows we all need it. And let's come back next year uh, fresh and ready to enter the metaverse. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, Aaron. Merry Christmas, all.